I'm Cinder Niemela, and along with Charlotte Gilmano, welcome to the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. I believe the most powerful gifts you can give yourself is time to reflect on your talents and experience, and then have the wisdom to act with confidence and grace. This podcast is for entrepreneurs, leaders, and individuals who want to thrive in work and life. Your journey to being connected and inspired by the world around you starts right now. In this first episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and our vision for this podcast. My parents both worked for Saudi Aramco. Dad flew DC-6s, and Mom was a flight attendant for the company. They were both only children, and they wanted a big family. I was their firstborn and weighed in at a healthy nine pounds. When I was about nine months old, I caught polio. Polio is a virus, and many people who are affected with polio aren't sick, and they don't have symptoms. But the babies who do get sick tend to develop paralysis and can sometimes die. My mother must have been devastated. But she never told the story about how I was sick or how scared she was that her firstborn daughter might not survive, much less live to walk. Every chance my mother had, she told my story. When I was about 14 months old, my parents took me to the doctor for my final checkup. Mom would get all animated at this point, and she'd tell the story like this. The doctor removed the baby brace and sat Cinder on the floor behind us. Then he told us it would probably take several months for Cinder to learn how to walk. She would probably crawl first. And while he was talking, what do you think she did? (laughs) Well, she stood up, walked to the door, opened it, and ran down the hall. And she hasn't stopped running since. My mother and I had a very special relationship. She believed that I could do anything I set my mind to. She encouraged me when I had self-doubts or was discouraged. Well, my mother passed away 30 years ago, but I can still feel her pride and support. This was my first defining moment, and it taught me that our mind is a portal to our potential. If I can see it and believe it, I can achieve it. And sometimes we need someone to believe in us to reach our potential. After my youngest brother was born, we moved to Saudi Arabia. Dad was still flying DC-6s, and he was gone for two weeks every month. Mom loved Saudi Arabia, its people and its culture, and the community we lived in, and they wanted us to experience different cultures. Our town on the West Coast was small and very diverse, about 5,000 people. Imagine all your friends' parents work for the same company. They are engineers in the field, teachers, doctors, and nurses. When we played sports, our parents were there. We went to the beach, traveled around Saudi and all over the Middle East in groups of parents and children. We did everything together. We celebrated life events, and we supported each other during the sad times. We learned to be true to our emotions and trust that others had the best of intentions. Everyone was welcome, and if you didn't connect or you weren't authentic, you probably didn't stay. 
it's really hard for me to express how good it feels to belong to a community at work and at play. What I learned growing up in this very close community is that I am the most creative and fulfilled when I connect in a community that is caring and supportive. Well, by the time I was 12, I knew I wanted to return to work for Saudi Aramco and make a meaningful contribution to the marine environment. And I did. After college and a few years of working as a researcher, I returned to Saudi Aramco with my husband to work as a marine biologist. As a female working in Saudi Arabia, I experienced the same sense of belonging and connection that I had when I was a kid. I have so many examples of how we can show our emotions at work and be a better person for it. It's okay to be down sometimes, to be young and silly, to be sad and miss where you came from. Our work and life was integrated. Living and working in Saudi Arabia informed my worldviews and my values. I was confident and determined. I had a strong sense of belonging and connection. And I could show up, express whatever emotions or talents I had at that stage of my life, and be a better person because of it. After six years of working in Saudi Arabia, we returned to the United States. My mother had passed away the year before and left each of us a small inheritance. My experience was good, so I decided to use mine to get an MBA. I set an ambitious goal to be an executive in a major corporation so that I could build a workplace culture like the one I grew up in. Immediately after graduating from the MBA program, I was recruited as vice president of marketing for an insurance company in Hartford, Connecticut. I was their first female executive. We packed up and moved with our two small children to Connecticut. I was so excited to connect with my new team. My first week on the job, I attended my very first executive team meeting. The room was large. There was an oval conference table for 19 of my peers, the CEO and me. During the meeting, the CEO asked if there had been any progress made on an issue that had apparently been ongoing. No one spoke. He asked again, what progress has been made on this issue? And again, there was silence. I looked around the room at my peers who were looking down at their papers in front of them, and no one spoke. I thought, how odd. So I jumped in and suggested that the CEO appoint a task force. They would investigate the issue and bring three possible solutions to the next executive meeting. He thought it was a good idea. Then he appointed me the task force leader and assigned three of my peers to work with me. Well, immediately after the meeting, the CEO called me into his office. I thought he liked my idea and wanted to give me some background on the issue. I walked in behind him. He closed the door then told me to keep my mouth shut in all future executive team meetings. He was mad. Don't you know we only hired you because our board of directors told us to hire a female? Well, I was stunned. I didn't know how to respond. And then he dismissed me. There was no explanation or conversation. As I walked out, I realized my peers were looking down 
when the CEO asked them a question because they were scared too. Well, what did I do? I did what a lot of people in my situation do. I had two small children. We just moved to Connecticut and we had just bought a house that required our two salaries. So I played small to fit in. Over the next two years, I worked hard. I tried to please everyone. I tried to be positive and productive at work and at home. But what I didn't realize is that when I did that, I was cutting myself off from my feelings. And that took a toll. Sometimes I'd close my door at work and at night after the children went to bed and I'd just cry. Towards the end of my two years, my 20-year marriage ended. I was devastated. How could this happen? I was happy, confident, and resourceful. I had all this education and experience, but I couldn't access it and dig my way out of this mess. For the first time in my life, I felt alone and without a voice. I went from a relatively small community, but one where I felt connected, supported, and valued, to feeling disconnected and very alone. I wasn't the best version of me anymore. I wasn't there for the people I loved the most, my children and my family, and I had lost my passion for life. And this awareness was my first step back to being a human, to being me. Over the next 24 years, I completed another master's degree, this time in psychology, and I've held four more executive roles. And I've coached thousands of leaders, teams, and professionals. In the last 24 years, I've learned that our emotions guide us in life. You know the old adage, fake it till you make it? Well, I learned that it doesn't apply to emotions. That when I shut off my emotions and try to act strong or positive because I felt unsafe or scared, I was disconnecting from everyone. I thought I had all the ingredients to thrive personally and professionally. I had a mission, education, experiences, and values, but I didn't have a blueprint to bring it all to life. I realized over the last 24 years that what I was missing was a blueprint. That's the missing link. And that's what this podcast is all about. Sometimes we just need a little inspiration and someone to show us how to get back on our path. So in the Inspired Wisdom podcast, we're going to talk about the stuff that no one else is talking about. We're going to get raw and real about why we cut ourselves off from our feelings when we don't feel safe or valued or we're in a community where we can't be our best selves. We're going to talk about the things that make you go home at night and cry because we've all been there. It's about being real and getting rid of all that garbage you put in place to be what everyone else wants you to be. I'm going to have people on the show who have walked our path, felt our pain, and will share their wisdom and change your life. Life is messy, but it doesn't have to be. To put it simply, we don't want anyone to play small to fit in. Well, that's it for this episode of the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for being here. We hope you will join us next time. 
We are excited about the opportunity to help you design a fulfilling and prosperous life that engages your talents, passions, and wisdom. I'm Cinder Niemela, and you've been listening to the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope these conversations illuminate your path to your highest potential. For show notes and links to resources mentioned during today's episode, please go to inspiredwisdom.us. You can also follow Inspired Wisdom on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, design a fulfilling and prosperous life that engages your talents and passions.